0: Hey, it's herbert mm-hmm. and you're listening to the about last night podcast you slippery little son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. About
1: Guys, welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. We're coming to you live from uh, Green Lake, Washington. And, um, you know, because we're in Seattle, uh, you got to have a hometown guest in a hometown backdrop. So today is my best friend, my longest friend, um, my hottest friend. That's up for you to decide. He has a new baby. He's a um, future president. He's a great tennis player. He uh, uh, was vice president when I was president, fifth and sixth grade. He was the scarecrow when I was the cowardly lion. He was a secretary when I was vice president in high school. He's the yin to my yang, the peanut to my jelly, <laughs> the, 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 the clit
0: to my labia.
1: Anthony Ariema.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> The last one was the most meaningful to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you uh, it's so funny. Have you even tried to ever describe, have you ever done like any of those, maybe it's like a job questionnaire when they say like, describe yourself and you have to basically brag about yourself for a job or maybe high school essays were the
0: first time we had to like say what you like about yourself or your qualities that are- I it, recently I've taken multiple of these like you know 80 question multiple choice like oh, find yeah. out if you're a thinker or are you a listener or for well, what for, for work oh, yeah. uh, and it's like I take these and I I don't how do they know? Like, it's 80 <laughs> yeah. questions, and you're supposed to answer them in like two seconds. And it's like, oh, based on your response to these questions over the last five minutes, like, here's you're your a pathological ent- liar. Yeah, yeah. And here's your entire life plan on how you should act because this is what we determined you are. Yeah, who made up the test? And then yeah. we're just
1: deciding that this test is right. like, I mean, I feel that way about all tests, probably because I'm bad at them. <laughs> the SATs, I still even feel like, are. A a one way to gauge all of that. But I feel like there should be a the, the same way Happy Madison or Billy Madison mm-hmm. did his like, you know, test to get into to pass was it high school or the fifth grade? Pfft. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever that one test those, was, yeah. where it was like perform a monologue. Yeah, yeah. Uh do like a track and field thing and then do an actual test. It's like that's honestly how those things should go. Yeah. To determine your worth as a person, not just, you know, cat is to kitten as Clit is to labia. Call back,
0: drink five. <laughs> but if you did get that question right, <laughs> then well, you should drink five, but also- <laughs> You should drink five, you should probably drink 15, yeah, yeah. and you should stay indoors <laughs> and, for a while. <laughs> yeah, and if you were like a high schooler answering that, well, yeah. just really impressive. Uh, were you a good test taker?
1: I was pretty good. You've always been, ever since we met in 1993, Three. summer of
0: 93, no? Uh, let's see, I moved- Back to Seattle in from New summer Jersey of ni- from New Jersey in summer of ninety three. So I think I think probably f- first day of school, f- my fourth grade, your fifth grade. We were in the class. Is that we?
1: I thought we had that. No. So that summer that we hung out every day in the summer was that summer.
0: That was the summer after we had, had our, school we Had school together.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. We've been friends that long. Yeah. And this is what's always crazy. It's like, you know, you and I have mutual best friends and. Uh, you know, f- friends from your class that I'm mm-hmm. uh, chummy with, uh, vice versa from mine. But it's like truly somebody that from, from that far back that I've stayed in touch with, and not just stayed in touch with, like you came to the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game in Charlotte, like Thank weddings, you. like you're going to be my wedding. Like, uh, and almost probably every time I've come home, see like probably I'd say 80% of the time since I left. Probably,
0: yeah. yeah. And I'd say I made sure to for a while there. I was trying getting down once a year to LA. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was, yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. And you stay with me, right? Yeah. The last time I think you and Colin came, and we went to like a taping of Undateable. That's right. And then we, I think that was the time actually that my landlord, when we, <laughs> it was like the day like Colin was it was just about to maybe have his third kid. Yeah. And you maybe were planning the wedding, so there was a lot going on. You both are busy with work. LA trip, like we're going to go to comedy shows, we're going to yep. go to TV tapings, we're going to, you know, kick it in my place, We've got a pool in the complex, right. I bought these Target pool <laughs> yep. toys, we got in the pool, and my Polish landlord Roxana comes out and is like, there are no pool toys in the pool, <laughs> and uh, I don't do accents, but she's like, you know, she's just something bitchy, and she was like, there's no pool toy, and we were like, drink- I remember it was like literally, and then, this is, man, life rules, yep. cheers yep. to fucking friendship, and then just, <laughs> Excuse me, you
0: know. The carbuck <laughs> police is here. Like literally she had like a room that just oversaw the pool if yes. I remember. She it was just, like did yep. somebody order a buzzkill? <laughs> <laughs> and she came down
1: and uh and was like no pool toys in the pool and I was like, Hanna, if I drown on a Target pool floaty, <laughs> yep. that's how I was supposed to go. On a
0: Monday afternoon
1: <laughs> at one PM Yeah, yeah dude <laughs> like, drinking a coors light. Yeah. Um but that was the best. And um yeah, so we've always done a good job of and that is rare, which I didn't realize until I'm sure we yes. both just gone about our lives and people find out that, like, I'm sure when you're like, oh, I'm going to the Celebrity All-Star Game, you know, to see who? And then you go, my buddy Adam Ray. And people go, I said to see who, you know, because like, who's that? You know? yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a Celebrity Game. And then, uh, <laughs> but like even that, then you, then you explain like the backstory. And people go, you're still friends with somebody from exactly. fucking fifth grade?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean. Why it, is that? I, I don't know. I've always wanted no, I've always wondered this because I mean you and I and a- several other friends have always kept in touch but like there's a- another dozen or so friends from high school I'm yeah. still really close with. Yeah. I don't know if it's something about just the community we grew up in, just luck of the draw. Lake Forest uh- Park
1: is a very I mean it was a very like close-knit community as far as elementary school,
0: middle school, high school you went straight through, like right the middle school we went everyone from college middle school went to storkers high school so right. really you were all together yeah. for at least 6 years yeah i, I don't know i and like the schools are kind of close like the like
1: everyone in high school works at like the hollywood video or the you know the starbucks whatever it is like people work at the things you go to so you're always seeing people i think i attribute it to because when we met uh so you grew up in jersey
0: no, grew up grew up in Seattle. Right. Uh, yeah. Way to go. 20s or way to, way to go. Fuck
1: <laughs> it. go. see, that's fucking. But, the, but hey, classic dude thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's like I feel like I know everything about you, but that part, but that there part. are gonna be details. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, What's my, my middle name?
0: Michael. Fuck. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, woman. Well fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I knew that. So I must have known that. If I if that like just I came know out. Yours. What is it?
1: Anthony, mm-hmm. well, I go back and forth between Anthony and Tony, and uh-huh. sometimes I want to say your middle name is Tony, to where it's Anthony, Tony, R.E.M.A., yeah, but that's not, not it.
0: No.
1: I didn't say it is. I said I, sometimes I want to say that. Let me finish. Anthony, oh,
0: man, it's something Italian. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hint. Uh, uh, you, you were actually close with Tony. Toby. Is not it? It's not. I didn't say that either. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Uh. Uh. uh Aunt, no. It's Todd. Gotcha. It's Todd. And then where's that from? Uh, my mom's side of the family. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but both my parents grew up in New Jersey. That's right. They moved out to Seattle. I was born in Seattle. Spent nine years in Seattle. We moved all back to New Jersey, thinking we were the the fam was gonna go back. Yeah. We lasted one year. My parents decided. They wanted to come back to Seattle. We moved into a house down the street from where we had been living previously. Wow. But it was a new elementary school, which is why I met you. Yes.
1: So the LFP elementary school got remodeled, revamped, Mm -hmm. and they did this thing on the move-in day where we all walked down. Uh, So you missed that. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd be bummed out. You basically missed a 40-mile hike. (laughs) With your whole fucking school. And yet, people still talk about this. Do they really? Yes. Dude, it was, I mean, look, I'd say driving distance, 10 to 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Walking distance with 500 kids, three (laughs) hours. Kindergartners, kindergartners Kindergartners. walking. Maybe more than that. And (laughs) so, but it was, and it was kind of cool though. It was a big march. It was probably less, probably 90 minutes. So, but still a kid is just like. Uh, uh, yeah, like and most of us are fat. Like it's just not, you know, nobody yeah. was in great shape <laughs> to make that trek. Yep. So we get there, big deal. Uh and uh we met in that class, 93 was a fourth fifth split. Yep. Yep. First of all, I want to say coming back to Seattle, were you pumped? Were you like, oh, I was getting excited about growing up in New Jersey?
0: I, I think it was conflicting feelings because it was gonna be my fourth school in four years. So I wasn't thrilled about wow. that. Uh, and how did you adjust with that in general I think I think it made me part of who I am today just like oh new school gotta make new friends gotta be dude it's fight or flight
1: you either have to be like that or you go oh my god I'm gonna be how's this gonna go like I'm gonna isolate myself for a little bit and just hope that people come to me and go hey new kid come with us but no you're like I gotta I gotta
0: be the active one yeah yeah absolutely but I mean still going to new school which is why I, I don't know like just going back to our friendship the fact that you know was new area even though it was like living in a nearby part of town it was still just new school new everything yeah and uh so like those friends are still about a dozen friends from jersey no from oh, from, from oh, that very, from that class yes that we're still buddies with today and it's just amazing i think i perfect i think is just luck that we just got placed in there and oh one thousand percent
1: yeah it's also you know I, I didn't even know a fourth fifth split class existed where mm-hmm. it was like you were in fourth, I was in fifth. Because every class was like there's three fourth grade classes or two uh, fifth grade classes, uh, depending on the size. And then sixth grade, there was three. So that was unique, you know? I'd never had that. And because usually you didn't integrate with the underclassmen, right. um, I guess you can call them even in elementary school, unless it was like recess or lunch. Yeah. So there was not really an opportunity. You kind of were friends with the kids you had class with. Yeah. And sometimes that sucked. Sometimes you were just like, I got Todd Geesey, Aaron Skinner, <laughs> Kimberly Throwfall, uh, Jennifer Powers. Shout out to Jennifer Powers, by the way. Fucking 6'9 in the fifth grade. Dominant center Incredible. in basketball. <laughs> and I think is in teaching and just has come to my shows. Is a great, uh, a How great gal. Yeah. Um, but so you have, you know, these are who you get to be friends with.
0: Yeah.
1: Jill Warren. Can't forget Jill Warren. Quick story. I've said it before. I'm in class, silent reading, she had some snacks, I was extra hungry, yada, 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 fat, and she, uh, she, I go, can I have your crackers? She gives them to me, I start eating them, she famously had these like, you know, vampire fangs for teeth, you know, whatever, brushing was a chore, and so she okay. had these here, and she gave me her crackers, and she starts cracking up laughing, and I go, what's so funny, she goes, and I quote, my brother farted on those crackers, <laughs> to which I said, all of them, and then kept eating. So, uh, (laughs) can we, can we also say, we
0: also had a girl in that class who. Well, let's just go through the class. Let's just go through. So fourth, fifth split. You know where I was going with this too. On the count of three, say her name. One, two, three, Jenny Jenny Taylor. Jenny (laughs) Taylor. You didn't know her name. (laughs) You just knew that. I just just knew that she thought she was a cat and that she scratched our teacher thinking she was a cat. Let that just sit for a minute.
1: (laughs) We had a fifth grade girl in 1993 who thought, not just, hey, I'm gonna pretend. Thought, she was a cat. And her parents were, that was the crazy part, were brilliant scientists. Remember? They <laughs> no, came, I did not. Oh, they came in to, t- you don't remember that? No. They came in to do like, I all remember is her dad saying something about riboplasm. Is that a thing? Yeah. Psychoplasm? 100%. Cytoplasm. Thousand percent, yep. Cytoplasm, <laughs> something plasm. <laughs> and I remember him not getting through it because she went... <laughs> I'll never forget that. I don't remember what was being discussed. So she scratched Mrs. McQuay. Shout out to Miss McQuay. Absolutely, still with us, I think.
0: Let's let's just say so. One of the so. best
1: teachers ever, I think. She was great. She was a Merrill Street from Devil's Wear Prada, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, as like, I remember, as I remember, it as my nine-year-old self. Yes, yeah, that's, but nicer.
1: I remember yeah. she even
0: because I,
1: you know, and this is why it's great to have you on because you can definitely be an insight for the uh, listeners as to. What I was like, or when I—I I feel like I was always trying to make jokes and make people laugh. But I don't even remember at that stage. I remember fourth grade. I was doing impressions of the teacher, won't be cushion on the chair, mm-hmm. you know, tr- getting in trouble a lot and getting kicked out. And um, but in that one, I feel like because I had you, Colin Sullivan, Ben Jiggly, Pat Hogan, Adam French, uh, Ben Robeson. Yep. Uh, even the gals, again, I'm going to throw Jennifer Powers, Kami fall? I think Jessica Bright, I think Caitlin Peck. Carlene Dietz. Carleen Dietz. Eva Anderson. People that were just like, yep. da- like we had a goofy group. It yep. was the goof troop before the actual show. And uh, so th- I remember a lot of laughing. You know, Barrett Speller, I think, before he put people in chokeholds and <laughs> said gay shouldn't get married. But th- I think there, um, there was something about that class that was like, I don't know.
0: Maybe it was the difference in, you know, like older and younger coming together? I don't know. It's something. I, I don't know either. It was the first time I'd ever been in like a split class. Yeah. But
1: uh, What do being, you remember? What was your like first just getting back, starting school, uh-huh. making friends? Who do you remember like connecting with? What do you remember how that
0: happened? Yeah, I, re- I remember. I mean, the playground at our elementary school was great. There were like eight basketball courts yes. uh, outdoors. So it was a lot of basketball. Uh, we just, the huge green field, a lot of Flyers Up with a football. Yeah. Uh, I remember- Flyers Up was
1: great, by the way. Yeah. Just, ba- and and whoever created that game, brilliant. The ultimate, it was almost like the iPad, uh, for kids back in the day, because it was like, you could distract a
0: bunch of kids at once. mm mm-hmm. With just fucking one person throws a <laughs> ball in the air and 60 <laughs> and just, kids. It's okay. Just tackle, throw people to the ground so you could. Oh, yeah. The, it yeah. was like the original Hunger Games yeah. for a fucking, <laughs> for a whistling Nerf yeah.
1: football. 100%. But awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, Catherine, will you come over here and do stuff to me? Well, you've got to do stuff to me first, sweetheart. Okay. How about we use some of our dame sex toys? What are those? I'll take it from here, guys. As we've talked about on about last night before, we all, as people, should seek out what's right for us and not compromise what's most important, which is relationships and the sex lives we're living, especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys that we think about our relationships? Well, Dame Products, who's that? I'll finish, Grandpa, is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Ooh, I love those. I love using them. Founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz, dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you they're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time you got it gramps their vibrators and accessories are made with the medical grade silicone smart design principles and lots of love earning glowing press from the new york times w magazine and many more whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters or on a journey of self-exploration i know i am i know you are too They'll be sure to earn a spot on your nightstand. I highly recommend the Ava. What's that? It's a couple's vibrator, giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative. Fuck! I can never say that. Penetrative sex. Its flexible wings tuck under your labia. Oh yeah. For a snug fit. Oh, yeah. And the best part, Dame offers hassle free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. You don't like it within 60 days, send it back and get it back for free. Go to slash about last night today for 15% off site wide. They got so much shit on there. And if you use the promo code about uh, last night, slash about last night, you get 15% off everything on the site. Go to slash about last night today for 15% off. Site wide and start living a sexier nightlife. You got her, Adam. I'll make her come for you. That's not what I said. Uh so I remember we had the upper playground. That's right. That had like a whole gymnasium and basketball and, courts. And
0: when then and then you speak to upper playground, two tennis courts. Tennis up there. courts,
1: which became a staple of our childhood. Yes. So Tony is a phenomenal tennis player. I don't know when you started playing, but
0: I Probably, yeah, like first or second grade, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, because I started playing about... My mom was like a doubles, uh, doubles champ in Oklahoma, so I don't know if that has... I don't know why I said that as if like, so she passed down the skills to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I got into it because of that. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that you played was like, oh, cool, and we have these courts, so we would go to LFP, sometimes at night, mm-hmm. turn on the lights. Yep. I think I'd bike there. I think you'd bike there, or somebody would pick us up
0: maybe at some point. Something like that. I remember we'd play we take a break. We would walk down the street to the like 7 Eleven. But it was, it was like the Lake Forest Park market. It was, yeah, right? Right. It 7 Eleven. Okay. It was 7 Eleven. Time. Yeah. Get like a ham and cheese sandwich. Jesus uh, Christ. Are you like kidding the me? in con- the hot summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still remember. The, yeah. Yeah. And then walk back and then and just keep going. We, By the way, no joke.
1: And this is what was great about that summer. And we'll get more uh, into that. But our folks would just be like, I think they'd drop us off and be like, hey, Whose house are we going to today? And we would just had we would just create this agenda, which at your place, it was uh, we put up a um a big uh, wooden board for a strike zone, yep and would play backyard baseball, yep. for four or five hours. Go at, ahead
0: at your place in the basement, yeah, you had like a mini hoop that was like, I don't know,
1: four or five I won tall. it at a grocery store. <laughs> it was like a, a top food and drug. It was like a papa shot, and I okay. won that amazing. yeah.
0: Uh, I remember we would play yeah, downstairs you, basketball dunk contest. Dunk contest. You had VHS tapes of like past slam All-star dunk con- yes. and dunk contests. and, and, and yeah. we would try to replicate, yeah. like the the dunks. Yeah, and then go across the street to Avery, Avery Garmar, Garmar who had a trampoline
1: under the basketball hoop. Yes, so you could dunk. Yep. I mean, we were truly living the our best white suburban lives. It was yes. just like pretend to dunk. You know, uh, snacks. Then we had front yard baseball at my house, hitting tennis balls off my neighbor's house, run inside, look through the window, see him come out on the front, and be like, "God damn it!" Or then hitting the balls over his house, and then and then trying to hop the fence and seeing that the ball was gone. Uh-huh. So then and then he'd be on the front porch with it, be like, looking for something. <laughs> um, yeah, that was we truly had no shortage of activities, no. and it was great that our folks were like. Yeah, fucking, I trust, like, go be at the tennis court for nine hours and let me know when you want to get picked up.
0: Does that still happen? I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I have no idea.
1: I know that my nieces, who just turned 12, are really into anime right now. Okay. And they've been active their whole lives. Most kids just are by playground, outside, sports. They're going to middle school. My sister said she signed them up for each, a couple sports each, which is great, um, because they're definitely in that sitting inside technology phone tv mode yep pandemic didn't help but uh you know they they I hope that school and sports and all that will just up at a notch but then we're talking about having them have phones at school to be able to communicate so I'm like hoping that the school has that on lockdown as far as like because think about this we didn't have phones at school in middle school right no so you just had to look up And if you didn't want to socialize, you look down, you do your thing, you go to your corner, you go to whatever, maybe have friends. It was tough to be social for everybody. Um, But when you have these phones, it's an immediate like, I don't have to socialize. But then also, it's how they are socializing. So what's the middle ground on that? Like they're texting maybe a kid like, meet me here after class. But then if you don't have that, you're just, you open yourself up to the opportunities to like
0: walk to class and see somebody and stop and chat or? I can't imagine what being a student is like right now. With just phones, just social media, and I'm sure there's like online bullying.
1: The online bullying is crazy. Did you experience any bullying in school? Because that was one of the things that bonded us too is that I was teased for being a fat kid, and you were the only kid, and I still say this today, that just, the the first kid that I met that was just like, never even saw like that, and just was like, hey, you're fun, you're funny, we like a lot of the same shit. Let's hang out. Now, yeah. that being said, I don't know if you had, like, fucking stuffed like. I don't know if you, like, made <laughs> fat stuffed animals and, like, put my face on them and, like, you know, practice your insults to get them out well, before you hung out with me just I so mean, you wouldn't say them live in the flesh.
0: I I will say, because you talk a lot about, you talk about this in your comments, yeah, you talk yeah. about it with guests, like, yeah, yeah. being the fat kid. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Remember. I don't, I never thought, I never thought about it. Cool. yeah. Did you wear uh, a, a t-shirt, t-shirt when, I swam? when we swam? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I like how you, you, you oh, were okay. asking oh, me, yeah. and I was like, as if you didn't remember. Yeah. You're like, oh, everyone remembers, this. <laughs> it was, yes. in fact, you should've just let those titties fly <laughs> because wearing a
0: shirt accented them more. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I just didn't, that never crossed my mind. That's and cool. I don't, I don't know what that says. Uh, About you, a lot. I, uh,
1: Because because um, even, you know, and I won't say their names, best friends at that time were like at some point that would come out, that Mm -hmm. would get touched on. Mm -hmm. And it was just so gut wrenching, you know, especially, you know, in, you know, and because you're like, oh, man, I thought like you at least didn't care about that. And it was like we could just hang and not have it be, you know, because I always say, too, I was like being a fat kid, fat kids only know that it's a problem until someone else says something about it. I'm living this happy go licky life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm aware that I, you think I don't fucking get in the shower and go, I wonder what my dick looks like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At fucking 10. <laughs> but like, you, so, so, uh, but it, it takes people like that to say things to make you go, oh, all right, it is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that was a great bonder. Also, again, you liked theater. And this goes on to be a great uh, yeah. connector. And going back to like why we've stayed friends for so long, I think uh you know we went to a camp I think that summer right the
0: summer school yeah, yeah.
1: yes in the jungle book we did it it was a camp that had uh
0: acting yeah uh, tennis yeah. and i don't know fucking finger bang. what was the third thing that it was uh you know what i do remember i don't know if it was that year or the year after it was like it was like beginning the intro to the internet and like you got to like see Uh, like web pages. That does sound familiar. Wow, I I remember this. I still remember going to like I don't know, like the the Simpsons had a had a website, and this was like such a huge deal. Wow. So I, yeah, I think that's those are the three that come to mind when we think about that camp. That
1: was cool because again, then it made me go. I'm kind of interested in this acting thing, and to have somebody right away. This is why you're probably more instrumental in this whole career that I've carved out than we both realized. Because when you start out like that, you need. Uh, people and anything you're doing that like are they are doing it with you, mm-hmm. so that you can kind of be doing it consistently and have like a support system. Same thing in comedy when you're starting out doing the open mics, you want that. You need a, a group, even if it's five or or eight or or two people that are going through the trenches with you yep. and understand the grind of it. Yeah, and not that it's a grind in the fifth grade, but like having someone to memorize lines with and then go and then know that we're
0: keeping each other accountable because we're going to be in the play together. Totally, and just it was fun. I mean, yes. it, it was like doing the play, you know, acting. I don't know. It was just like oh, I was hanging out with my friends, and we got to make each other laugh. Totally, and do, that was totally that was half of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so, so that camp happens. Then, so we what we go into that summer, we have this great summer where yep. we just really kick it, and um, and then sixth grade comes around, and then I mean, just it, it, you know, and then I feel like seventh, eighth grade. So what our middle school was like you. It was just seventh and eighth grade, right? So you weren't there when I was in seventh grade, right? But then you guys were there when I was in eighth grade, right? And it's so weird because
0: I feel like we still saw each other here and there, but, but not, 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 not as much. Yeah, and and yeah, what for? So out of three years in a row, we were only in the same school for one year. So you just kind of lose. Yeah, you I don't do know because
1: that, you. Yeah. It's just I don't know. You're doing your sports and everything with the people that are of your age. Yeah, and so it's just different. But then I feel like middle school. Connected back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, and then high, but then immediately go to high school. So then it's like now there's another gap like that, and then um, and then I feel like when we got in the same high school, then it was like. Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I'm gonna say we got in the same high school. My, I still remember this because my freshman year, I, well, I was playing on the tennis team. Yeah, you you tell stories about the football team and and uh, doing the play. Yes, and 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 I actually had the exact same experience on the tennis team of made, doing the sport and the play at the same. time. Well, I tried to, and I gotcha. like made the varsity. It was like it was a big deal. I was like, oh, and I can do the play in tennis at the same time, right? And they're like, no, 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 and and so I had to quit tennis Well, I remember that because yeah because
1: you were like oh Adam did football in the play so oh
0: that's right yeah you did do you were able to do it together it was
1: tough because it was right I was playing the villain and Nancy Drew and it was like I wasn't in every scene but like they just worked it out with freshman football where the coach was like you can skip some practices or you can come late or you can leave early right and I can't even believe I did that it was fucking a lot and it was stressful and also because I was going into both with teammates on the football team and then castmates in the play being like Trying to do it all, huh? Yep, that's Bet right. You just you can't be here all the time. Like, where's the commitment? And I'm like, I'm fucking 15. I can't even drive yet. I haven't <laughs> seen actual boobies. You know, like well, give me a break. I'm trying to fucking just get my feet wet in whatever high school is gonna be.
0: Yeah, yeah, do that's right. Deb- so, so you you were able to do it, and so I figured I could do the same. And they wouldn't let me play on the tennis team and oh. be in the place. And I. I mean, it's funny. I play tennis like five days a week now. Yes, but and I haven't acted since uh, I was eighteen. But it was so important to me to be in that sh- in Greece, uh, yes. and it was that was a life changing experience to just um, be part of that. One thousand uh, percent. Okay,
1: so you couldn't do the
0: freshman year play. I uh, they well I I decided to quit tennis so I could do the freshman year play in that's Greece. That's right. And and that's that was what, your, and that was oh, our re right. and that was like our reconnection.
1: Holy shit, that's right. And that's why that's <laughs> even another amazing footnote in this whole story of um, of uh, of our friendship because that play was so... That was when I decided, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do acting. I'm going to make uh, the entertainment my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's crazy that you... Because, yeah, and that also was our, like, reconnection because having the gaps between middle school yeah. and high school that kind of just p- put people on their own paths... And that was a special experience and show for a myriad of reasons because yeah. you had, I think, the most underclassmen in leads for that show, yeah. or just in the whole show. I think that they had in a long time. Yeah. And I think partly because they we had a lot of young talent, and then maybe there weren't as many older classmen that were interested in uh, theater. But um, wow, that's crazy. It, so you couldn't do both. Why'd you choose to play over tennis?
0: I I honestly I think about like you. And I was like, oh. Get to hang out with Adam and wow. and and you know a few other friends of ours too. Yeah. but that was a big driver, and I mean, I think at the time too, I thought I wanted to be doing acting yes. as well in the future. Because you did it seventh and eighth grade at Kellogg, right? I did. Yeah. 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 See, because that's funny. I
1: chose sports over the play mm, in middle school, mm-hmm. and regretted that. And so that's why I think when I was in high school, I was like, I got to try to do both. I just didn't yet want to pick. Yeah. Um. And then eventually you have to. But so tennis was bummed, and you were like, "Fuck it, I'm doing Greece." Yeah. Didn't even know if you were going to get a part, right? You just or did you already uh, get I, cast? I
0: tried to do both for like a week, and it, it just didn't Too work. much. They, yeah. they said that you had to make a choice. What
1: so. do you remember about the Shorecrest our high school drama program?
0: So what I what I think about now is how crazy it is that the, I mean you are doing all the amazing things you are doing, we have another like 10 or so folks that post high school and made their professional career yeah. something in the entertainment industry. Or music. Or music. Steve and Aguilar crushing the music game. Yes. Katie uh, Denny is- um, In see. New York and, and has do things more on the side now, but yeah. she was you know, doing acting. She was
1: puppetry focused for quite a while. Uh, yep. Yeah, and uh, even musical theater. Yep, yeah. yep. And but also just a free, I mean, people that just have not- Aren't not uh, still utilizing their talents yeah. in some fashion. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, we would go down the list that I don't know how many people would be interested to hear all the names, but it's like, well, it just it's incredible. There are it is. The, like an entire cast, 20 people that we would all be acting with. And so, I, you know, you always hear the stories like people say, oh, I did high school theater and everybody thought they had like the greatest. Yep program yes. ever and they were all amazing and yeah. i'm sure we over maybe think it a little bit about how talented folks were but the I fact th- that everyone has gone into that world except me me i think means something that we had some really incredible people but i think
1: even you with what and we'll uh get on this in a sec mm-hmm. but what you bring to your job requires the because you have all, like you said like you had this fight or flight make friends right yep. away you've always been so personable go-getter good at reading the room and not like, but not needing to be the center of attention, but also a sniper with jokes, hmm. you know. Uh, and this goes back to what I was saying about needing when you're coming up a crew of people to help influence you and be yes men. Yeah. It's like Adam French, Colin, you, Chris, Kirk Huffman, having these friends for me that encouraged, without saying like you're funny, keep doing this. I don't think anyone ever said that, but it's just the, and uh, and I'm still fucking bitter about it. Uh, <laughs> no, but the but having people that encourage make you feel like you're on the right track if you're making these people laugh because I always thought you guys were the funniest and Mm -hmm. had great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So that was always a gauge for me where I was like, if I can get Tony to belly laugh, (laughs) that's a good sign. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Because also I think you get to a point to where you see your friends, how they are with other people, and you're like, oh, that guy's fucking, that guy tried to be funny. He didn't laugh like that. Mm -hmm. Not the way I make him laugh. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you register that. Even at that age, I remember being like, oh, I think that whatever I'm doing, He's it's connecting with uh with, with him more. Yeah. But um but the play was unique because and the, the drama program, and I think again, you're right, we probably sugarcoat the experience and go, we had this amazing cast, but I think a lot of drama programs have and we saw it post when we graduated, a ha- True, three to five maybe kids that are all about it, that are truly gonna make it a career, that are fucking great. And then you
0: have probably twenty to twenty five people that are like this would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you think if we had been gone to a different high school or just the theater program we grew up in was just, I don't know, run running the mill, would you be doing what you're doing today? Great I, question, man. Cause everything you just said, I, I agree. There's the people, it just in, inspired you, influenced you. You felt like you, not, you weren't competing with folks, but you were, uh, you, they made you eye, better. I'm not crying. <laughs> um, I uh, I think,
1: I, I honestly don't know, dude, hmm. because that was so instrumental. I mean, should I quit football? That's what I wrote my college essay on, to, to play Danny mm-hmm. Zuko in Greece. And that, that experience, not only on stage, but off stage, was just so like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is how I'm, look at the amount of people on stage and off stage I'm getting to affect with like uh, fun vibes. Yeah comedy like in the I feel like I was always cracking jokes like in the green room and with us and we'd go out and hang and so that part of it was fun so I was like whatever I can do job-wise that will continue down that path I want to do and and football was great but it was just a different dynamic and a different I also just knew I was like I'm not gonna go pro a couple injuries too early size-wise but but that was a um but it was fun but it was a different fun it was like the the rush of being on the field and playing is incredible, and I cherish those days, especially in basketball, my favorite sport, but dude, like, some of those, like, rehearsing, some of those, like, numbers, numbers for Greece, now what if I do start crying now? I'm doing all the things, (laughs) rubbing my eye, getting choked up, um, but, like, doing all those, uh, like, the rehearsing, and, like, the grind, and it was, like, dude, late hours, and, like, six to 11, and then fucking painting sets, and building sets, and, like, you're in the trenches with these people for five months, maybe, and then to do the show and have it be so uh, well received—I mean, it was like the talk of the town, man. I mean, they in the papers and shit. People were coming, and it was like we have this young crew. It was almost like how the Mariners are now, where it's like you have this young core that people are fired up about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just remember being like, "This is really special," and also uh, um, just every level of what what we built uh, yeah. to make and the way people received it, and the way I remember my my mom even like being real. Um, you know, emotional about it and because and just seeing the grind of it and seeing and, and complimenting, like, how much I was into it versus other stuff. Yeah. That resonated with me where she was like, you fucking went all in. She's like, you were downstairs, like, you know, watching Grease the movie to try to get little affectations from uh, John Travolta to kind of add in and going over my, like, truly putting in, and it didn't feel like work to me. It was because yep. I wanted to be great at it.
0: Yeah, that was 23 years ago. And, wow. And I think about, again, like sugarcoating just high school yeah. drama, but I think the fact that we still think about it in that way 23 years later, I, st- I think it, totally. it there really was something special about yeah. that that affected y- especially your career and your yeah. life. Yeah, and mine too.
1: But. A thousand percent. Now, do you um, do you remember, I mean, dude, there were like people hooked up in the in the uh, plays. <laughs> That's always one thing that people go back to. They go, yeah. I remember athletes would call me like, you know, theater nerd and theater, you know, all sorts of great catchphrases and then um you know i remember horribly uh in nancy drew the freshman year play the school had all these ideas to promote the show within the school i remember for grease we did singing telegrams we would go to classes and <laughs> burst we? in and just sing songs in people's classes like 8am
0: math class
1: but It was just like, here's the schedule of, and sometimes people would bail. So there'd be four of us and they'd be like, <laughs> you got to go in and sing Grease Lightning to the fucking AP Calculus. It's all seniors. And you're like, come on. Like one of the yep. girls I like, kind of have a crush yep. on, you're like, you got to go in there. Like, no, any makeup? Like, no, just go on your street clothes. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is so gorilla. <laughs> that must have been so annoying. Be- so annoying. <laughs> and I remember and every now and then you see kids being like, and teachers kind of dug it, but then most teachers were like, especially early, they'd be like halfway through a thing and they'd be like, we'd knock on the door and be, by the way, we were poking through the window. Like, because I think they would forget. They were like, you yeah. know, the the Linda Johnson, you know, our great um, producer of all these shows would, would orchestrate like, all right, you're going to go to this class and you're going go to this class. You'd knock out like 10 in a row in like, uh, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. So we'd peek through the window of the class and be like, and the teacher would look over and be like, and anyway, and then, you know, the quadratic form, <laughs> Ah, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Yeah. Come in. You know, come and in. then we go, all right. Oh, grease, light in. And everyone's just like, I mean, what the fuck is happening? You're actually making me not want to go see the show. And so that was one thing they did. Freshman year, though, they had the lobby display case in the foyer. Yes. You walk up the stairs to go to Shortcrest High School, and they had two display cases that had like, I don't know posters for things, sports paraphernalia, maybe awards for somebody that won something. And then, at this time, this is the last time they did it, by the way, they decided for the freshman play in 1998, Nancy Drew, Girl Detective, I'm playing Tom Tozzle, the bad guy. And in the show, I dress up like a woman to be a chef to try to, like, get Nancy Drew. Oh, hi, Jinx. (laughs) So they put me in the dress and put me in the display case. And at like the I had to get there before school started, getting full makeup and they had the the makeup gal did me up, full wardrobe, fake tits, everything. And I'm in the display case, like laying down, like and then class starts uh. and everyone comes in and I have to just stay still <laughs> like a fucking win- like people were like a window display yeah. dummy. And I mean, all our friends come up, and immediately, and I remember even thinking, like, I'm going to get ridiculed. This is going to be bad. And everyone's like, "Nah, it'll be great. Like, it must be respectful. Dude, two minutes into the bell ringing, kids going in, banging, you fucking bitch. Like, Just pounding the window. Athletes being like, give me a kiss. Oh, look at your fucking, come on, show us some skin, baby. Look at those hairy legs. I remember that being a big thing. Your hairy legs. You're a fucking gross woman, you know. And I just start, and then they would try to get me to laugh. So I'm like this, and then I would always laugh, and then they would go nuts, and then that would make me laugh harder because then they would just be like trying to make me laugh. Principals would come by, hey, leave him alone, leave him alone. Oh, Jesus Christ, Adam, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. All right, get to class, you know. Yeah, they stopped doing that. When I got to- <laughs> they had to. It was terrible. Uh- well, hey everybody, Doctor Phil here. Now, look, life can get uh, crazy. It can get tough. Uh, we all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, uh, but they don't—they don't give us the advice we need. I know I talk to my wife uh, when I'm in bed, you know, pillow talk, when I say, you know, I'm—I'm I'm concerned about your excessive diarrhea. Uh, But look, if you've been in a low point and you might feel alone, you're not alone. Uh, Over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Well, I'm I'm talking about Talkspace, okay? Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device wherever you are. A bathroom stall, a Panera, uh, even a a, a massage pool. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The app makes it easy to connect with your licensed therapist on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. That can get fucking tedious. So you can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy. I know my wife and I uh, have done that quite a bit because uh, it's good to get on the same page emotionally, sexually, and when you come. In addition to, to medication prescription services, they help you set goals uh, and make sure that you're progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times. They work around your schedule, send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist through the app. Schedule your live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. And whether it's depression, anxiety, or other problems, excessive diarrhea, wife, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. Thousands of licensed therapists are available for you to match with and start doing it now. Start living a better, healthier life, feeling like the best version of yourself. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100, holy shit, off your first month with the promo code last night. That's Talkspace.com and get 100 buckaroos off your first month, the promo code last night. Hundred bucks off when you use the promo code last night at talkspace. dot com. We'll be right back. Um, but mostly positive uh, for all those experiences. Mostly and
0: positive. I will. I will say. I was thinking about this. Yeah. On the on the drive over, I was uh, on my Spotify list. A song from Once on This Island came up. Uh, oh yeah. This week. Once on This Island was
1: my last show at uh-huh. Shorecrest. Yep. And your second to last show.
0: Second to last show. We did. But you
1: and I had gotten some great parts in The Wiz, which is arguably one of my favorites. I'm the Tin Man, you're the Scarecrow. Yep. There's yep. a clip, but- real quick, that I will put <laughs> in here. On opening night, they would tape all the shows. Tony was covered. Our Brad Reed, our amazing director, choreographer, costume guy, went balls to the walls on these costumes where Anthony was covered with, like, hay and everything. And I had fucking metal, my boots. my I, I had silverware dangling from my fucking chin. And um, opening night... Uh, I'm doing a ballad, going into a fucking full-on, like, you know, eight-piece ensemble tap dance routine, and I get stuck on Anthony. <laughs> Let's show a clip. And so, we're back. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> that was terrifying. What do you remember about that?
0: I Well, here's what I'm say. I mean, look, I, we had an incredible experience, and I don't want to knock anything we did. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about Once on this Island, and we, for and for those who don't know, Once on this Island is a show about— uh,
1: Once on this Island is a all Black uh,
0: musical, one hundred percent. It's say one hundred percent. It's about people living on a native island and and about like I'll say natives. Yes, and the rich, like slightly less black people. Yep. And famously on
1: Broadway, every production, incredible show. People that don't have enough um, diversity to cover the cast usually don't tackle this show. No. And shortgrass goes. We got a
0: Filipino and a half black girl, <laughs> and forty eight white, white kids. <laughs> and forty eight white kids, and we good. <laughs> and and we did the Wiz, which is also maybe like the second most famous totally. black show, totally. And uh, at the time, like I don't remember thinking, thinking this was weird, it. No, not at all, no. And I'm glad, and, and,
1: and as also, I mean, I don't know. It's we do now live in a time where guess what? If that show's tackled, write ups everywhere probably.
0: I would think so.
1: So so good on us for doing it when we could. And both shows. Well, I, don't, I don't know if that's the <laughs> <Is> move. <laughs> I don't know if that was. Is it? If that's the move. I don't know. I guess I'm just saying. I I am glad that we lived in a time where that wasn't such a. I don't know. Is that that crazy? But it is a weird move. But it's not like worthy of outrage,
0: is it? I don't think it's outrage. It's more just incredible <laughs> that 20 years it's, ago no one said anything. No one said anything. <laughs> They might have
1: behind closed doors. <laughs>
0: That's probably true. For sure
1: but also yep. maybe and this then you give uh maybe credit to the people who chose the, the production going, We live in Lake Forest Park, Washington. How many people have seen Once on This Island or The Wiz yep. to know that we're a little we're coming up short on, <laughs> on diversity? Yep. But uh yeah, that that was uh, I a mean, you and I were ensemble for that and that was arguably one of the most fun shows. Oh, we didn't okay. have leads. No. We were Even ensembles. Better. We played trees. We played frogs, <laughs> frogs. Yep. And we had a blast. We did. Yeah. Um, So much fun because it was like, you know, we were made ensemble to like, you know, be the leaders of the young kids. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're like, hey, Brad, the director, I'm a fucking frog. <laughs> and this is my last show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to give uh, as much to this. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to give my all, which I feel like I fucking did. Yeah. We- we I, that was one thing where you and I were just like we're not going to phone anything in, but we're going to have a we're going to have a lot a of fun.
0: I went from playing Tony in West Side Story, arguably down, one of the greatest parts of all time. It was it was an incredible experience. Yes, you crushed it. Thank you. Uh, but you know, dying in the last scene, like all this drama, I <laughs> still I still remember, I still remember kids. So we did like a, a show for like all the freshmen or eighth graders, like coming into short eighth
1: graders. But also, we would do in these productions in the spring. Yeah. Uh, productions for and this is what I remember going to as a kid, which, yeah. which is why shortcrest drama got put on a pedestal for me. Elementary schools would take field trips to yeah. the high school to yeah. see these shows. So I remember getting starstruck by seeing like Mrs. Pigglewiggle in the yeah. fucking fifth grade and being like, "Holy shit!" And, and not thinking that was a real person. No, and and
0: those seniors in Mrs. Pigglewiggle being like your idols, like you'd write letters to them, yes, uh, like fan mail, yes. And we would get the fan mail, and then now school. we
1: were on the receiving end of that. It's really crazy. Cool. Really so, cool. but yeah. doing these productions, so you're doing one for eighth uh, graders. I remember,
0: and and I remember, it, like I get shot. And just a whole bunch of kids laughed, uh, and and they like they, uh, they like they had. Why was r- the gun noise? I don't or know. What? I don't know. Maybe I need to like work on my uh, dying scene. <laughs> <laughs> but they you like, were like <laughs> and they were like, "All right, dude, nobody yeah. dies like that." Yeah, yeah. But I think they they had to write me like an apology letter. Like thirty kids had assigned like this, like you know, sorry we Shut laughed. Shut up. At you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but uh, anyway, going from that to which was you know great, and then playing a frog with, uh, <laughs> Plungers. For, oh yeah, it was. Um, it was the best. It was incredible, incredible run. It was. And
1: going. then uh, you got. You were always very involved. And there's another thing that I think people love about you is that you have this goofy side, and then you're also incredibly smart and cerebral and thoughtful and always trying to be on the right side of of uh, not only just life and family and friendship stuff, but history. And but you've also always had, and this always. Um, definitely encourage me to kind of have a broader look at everything and not just look at stuff at like as it's either this or that. I feel like you've always been good at being like, let's take a step back and break this shit down and really look at all the angles and consider all the variables. You're just thoughtful with that, which is why I think you have excelled in all of your uh, government jobs um, and just in college and in D.C. and we'll get into that. But and why everyone always was like, "Andy's going to be president" because you do are, you're very consistent at seeing both sides. I appreciate um, that. Yes, thank um, you. That being said, uh, do you think Trump will win in twenty twenty? <laughs> <laughs> so when you graduate high school, yeah, you go where?
0: Uh, I go to University of Washington. Yes, and went and did political science, and I mean, I still in high school. I got a did a trip to washington d c my first time, yeah, and went from thinking I wanted to do acting and just like you were all in a, so many of our friends were 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 going Pursuing down that you, path yeah, and that just changed my perspective and everything, and just something about government politics uh flipped the switch for me, and so I went with you dub thinking i'm gonna I'm gonna do poli-sci yeah. and go down that path instead, and uh and what, uh, did you
1: have a good program? Like, was it encouraging or were you like, I need to, because you went to D.C. Sh- right after college, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I went to, was in law school in Seattle, but then would do my summers in D.C. Worked right. for the Democratic National Committee. Yeah. Did stuff for Obama's campaign in 08. and yeah, that was crazy. And just went, yeah, down there. Hearing your path. stories from that was bonkers. Crazy. Democratic convention in Denver and. What was that like? Uh, you knew, about it, goosebumps, and like knowing that that th- generational shift yeah. and seeing him speak like in the, the where, Mile High Stadium, wherever the Broncos play in front of the 70,000. Have you seen people. someone speak like that since? No, yeah, no, come on, yeah, yeah,
1: and also the way he was uh, inspiring this young movement of yeah. people,
0: voters interested in just the world, yeah, was, uh- and just trying to make a broader change and think about things yeah. beyond you know just yourself so that's how do you do you have goals like how do you view what you're doing job
1: wise because I feel like you're always involved and now especially when you came back to Seattle mm-hmm. uh, you know you've been you know working with the mayor and just really uh, doing a lot just just big big stuff and it's overwhelming to me when you describe to me the things you're working on I don't even know how you get in a position to do that um and then to be able to take on so much and you describe like your day to day and I'm like, I can't even wrap my head around it and I'm like, I'm about to go do six new dick jokes and you're like, Yeah, I'm trying to make Washington a better place to live <laughs> I'm like, Cool, let me know how that goes. Yeah. But how is it the same thing with like the entertainment business where you can be like, All right, I wanna uh you know start doing open mics and then I want to get some short films under my belt and then hopefully get an agent and then that agent submits me
0: for stuff and then I start booking stuff is there yeah. kind of a I think I think just like the comedy world which I feel like I just through you and me talking you know over the years and knowing how you what your path has been yeah. there's so many similarities in that you know you can go to school for it and get an education in it but really, you just got to go you got to go get some on the ground experience you got to go work for a campaign you got to go be the staff assistant in a you know elected uh officials office and just sort the mail and just get to learn it a little bit and then you just work and work your way up yeah wow yeah just to be around it yeah just be around it and guess it's like know being it. an extra on a tv or movie set you just want to yeah. be
1: ar- on set and start to get comfortable in that setting
0: yeah yeah yeah, totally. And then just work your way, you know. And then and then I think just you meet people. And then oh, there's an opportunity in this office. Go, you know, apply for this. Or I'm I'm gonna go join this selected uh, campaign. You want to come with me? And then you just kind of meet the the network and wow. and go from there. So when you came back from DC, you had a shit ton of experience with what that you brought back to Seattle. Yeah. and Got into. So I did. So let's see. I, I we was, good for about. Can we go to like
1: three fifteen? Blake? yeah,
0: okay, good. I uh, did man. law school and did the stuff with the DNC. I uh, was in a, doing like consulting in DC, working on policy issues uh, that from DC, but it was it was had clients from the Seattle area, right. uh, and so yeah, I was over there for uh, five six years total, and then just wanted to come back and. I was kinda I was sick of like the big huge national issues and I wanted to focus more on just like my hometown community and what we could do to make improvements uh on the ground in the community that like we grew up in. So yeah. went back and, and just having made connections and just getting to know people on both coasts, you know, that led to an opportunity to work for a city council member and then it just kinda you know went from there. So a city council member and then that goes to so once you
1: are in that position, are mm-hmm. you like, do you set your sights for I want to work with people that have more of an impact statewide.
0: Yeah, yeah I think uh, I had an internship in the mayor's office, the mayor of Seattle's office, when I was in law school as well. And that, uh, just seeing, that's where there's the most opportunity. So yeah. I had that kind of goal. I want to get to the to work. Um, in, in the mayor's office, or something equivalent. Uh, and, and so kind of... You know, it's it is good to have those kind of goals in this world, and but at the same time, also just looking for when there's a new opportunity, you got to jump and yeah, go on a different path of it. That's where it takes you. Did you love DC? Love DC, don't miss it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> loved it for you know the time I was there. Yeah. I mean it was fun. I mean, you just meet people from literally every state, every country. Oh really? Uh, yeah, and that it's
1: was almost like LA in that regard, where people are not a lot of people are from there. Everyone's. Exactly. Nobody's from there. Uh, it felt like overall. So it was cool too, because if, had you not been in, well, no, I think it had you still been somewhere else, but it definitely helped when I had an extra ticket for the heat premiere in 2013 <laughs> and you came up, you just drove up, right? Or flew yeah. up or I don't know. Uh, so close. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, And I remember I was like, can I, you know, and we were talking about it and whatever, and I was like, I wonder if I can get more tickets. I'm going to ask. And they pulled some strings, and so I brought you and my mom and stepdad George. Um, What do you remember about that? Because that feels like a blur to me.
0: Uh, That was incredible. (laughs) I mean, surely, like, here we are. We're at this movie premiere. Which, by Uh, the way,
1: this is also what's great about having people, bringing people from your past that have seen, like you said, the grind. Like, you've literally been there and talked to me from when I was in college yep. doing plays to graduating to I almost I'm going in for this. Cool. I didn't get it. Oh, yeah. now what? Yeah. I don't know. I go in for something else. All right. Do this, whatever. No, you know, you have a lot of people that are removed from the business like you are and, ha- and have me as an insight and uh, you hope that they understand w- that it is a grind and that there is like, cause a lot of people from college four years after would just be like, you still doing the comedy thing? And I was like, yeah, and they're like, I haven't seen you on anything. And they're like, yeah, no, it's a, you gotta like, you can't, you don't just graduate and you do yeah. go on stage and they put you on a thing. Like, you gotta, there's a lot of, and yeah. by the, as you start to explain it, they're just looking at you being like, all right, all right don't get defensive. You're like, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I'm, it's a, there's a lot. And they're like, all right, well, good luck with that. It seems like it's working out. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah, why we that's haven't good. connected. Yeah. You know, but, um, <laughs> but you were always understanding of like, cool, man, good luck with that. And like, I don't know. Never totally. busted balls. Was just like, hope that works out. Keep I, at it. Like honestly,
0: it's because I've had no doubt since the day you decided you wanted to go down this path that you whoa. know you were going to continue to um, get stripes. these opportunities. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just cool. a, had no. So it felt like oh, premiere. I mean, to see you on the big screen, yeah. uh in scenes with Sandra Bullock and Alyssa McCarthy was yeah, yeah I mean, out of this world. Felt so honored to get to go, yeah. but what I truly remember, and the stories I would still tell people, is like the after party, and then the after after party, yeah, and I think there even... was an after 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 party. It's <laughs> yeah, so like, oh, this is real, this isn't this is like something like they speak about in Hollywood. Yeah. There's actually yes. after 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 party. I mean, SNL
1: famously has their after party, and then right. after, and then back in the day, after after after. Yeah. Because what did you even know, what were your ties to the entertainment business up until this point? Was this your, uh, like, being around that was probably your first real taste of like, Wow, Ben Affleck's right there. I could go flick him in the wiener if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he you would met- realize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have that picture famously that I posted a billion <laughs> yes. times, yeah. which the end of the premiere party, Affleck's there. Because for these big movies, because he was the you know number one comedy of the summer, Melissa, Sandra, the big parties in New York where the premiere was, so they invite anyone who wants to come. So uh, Ben Affleck was there. I, think they were, uh, I mean, Bill Burr obviously was there because he was in the movie. There's a few other um, celebs I can't remember that were there. Um, well,
0: Melissa McCarthy was the nicest person I feel like I've ever met. Yeah. And just getting to chat with her for 20 minutes was incredible. The coolest, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I remember that. Uh, Paul Feig was also incredibly nice. Yep. And But you were you were the tie to the entertainment industry. I didn't know yeah. anything. So going into that, you that. were just like, all right, I guess I'll go to the,
1: watch the movie and then didn't know what. You were just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get a drink afterward, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll. After party was crazy. Everyone's hanging out, yeah. uh, and then we stick around to the very end because I was like, "Dude, Tony, I, I hope like you're down just to stay up all night because like this could be the last thing I ever do. Yeah. I want to soak it all up." Yeah, and that's why you know met uh, Joy McIntyre and then and, uh, and you know built that friendship. But um, yeah, then we went to an after party and then an after party <laughs> in New York. It was just very like, just very out of a like this is the you know one cool thing we get to do in the uh, in the entertainment business. Yeah. But Unbelievable. Now. Working in Seattle, starting a family, do you uh, do you feel what about Seattle has always like? Did you want to come back to? Explain if you can, like yeah. just the uh, the connection you have to it and why you were so like um, just um, you know uh, personally persuaded to come here and try to like I don't know add uh,
0: your own stamp to, on yeah. it. Yeah, I you know I gosh we want to bring it back full circle. Yeah, I think back to. What we were just talking about earlier about like our friendship uh, the fact that we have so many of these friends we grew up with that still live here today like i want to see that community that we i'm still part of today um you know i, I want to just make a positive impact and yeah. the, the lives that we live uh gosh i'm kind of tongue-tied on talking about it but there's just something to say about uh not just for the people that you knew immediately and want to improve, you know our way of life, but also you grew up in this community and you just, I mean, heck, in Seattle, there is a North end and a South end and the inequality is real. And I think, like I just saw that from the beginning and trying to figure out ways to make sure that, uh, you know, that we have, we were privileged. We were suburban. We were, you know, the white privilege thing is, I think is real. Yeah. And, um, I think there's there's got to be finding ways in this not just Seattle but so many cities across the country to uh create greater equity. And and I think that's been a huge focus of the people I've worked for and the things that they've tried to do in this town. So uh, that's always su- stood out to me. Um man. Yeah,
1: you're I mean, it's uh it's a big venture to try to like put yourself into and it's easier said than done at least from People that I know in LA that try to do stuff like this. It's a lot of uh, talking big ideas and talking, um, you know, really actual change. And then, like, see some of them get deep into things and then find roadblocks or reasons to not do things or how tough it seems, which Mm -hmm. is why I go back to you breaking down some of the, um, you know, issues that you've uh, addressed and how there's just no, like you said with me, like, not having any, any doubt, like I hear you talk about it being like, this is I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna figure out a way to uh to um, you know, better the situation for these people. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, just such a tall cause man, life is just so full of ups and downs and everyone's got their own shit. And so to put that on hold, um, but I think this is why you and I are both such like me definitely people pleaser but wanting to like always put focus more on on others and doing stuff for others because it uh it a feels good but b uh takes away some of the stress uh momentarily from like my own life Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying to where it's like if i'm worrying about for whatever reason like i can almost take care of like if i'm trying to do for other people and get something else uh solidified or take care of then i i'm not thinking about my own shit Mm -hmm. and which is why i like coming up to seattle because then i you know always have work to do but i i if i put all my time and energy into family and yeah and helping my sister out and taking the kids for a little bit or or doing this for my mom or doing you know whatever that like lets me step out of my uh my bubble that i've been in for the last 20 years
0: yeah yeah and we God, I mean, you talk a lot about Seattle and just how much you love it. Yeah. And I do, And I do, too. And whether well, it's just in the environment, you know, and just the fact that we still have, like, mountains with snow on it and yeah. lakes that are clean. Like, I want to continue that. I want to figure out what what do we need to do to yeah. uh, keep that way of life for future generations as well. Like your kid. Like my kid. Four-month-old? Two-month-old. Two-month-old. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, his name's Jack. <laughs> yep. Where does that come from? Uh, my grandfather uh, went by Jack. Uh, right. So, which just really like the name, too. Are you going to – can nicknames come from that? Well,
1: you know, Jack is technically – in my phone as Tony Baboni. <laughs> People don't know that. Um, and I don't know when I started calling you Baboni, But we did a sketch for the Shortcrest High School SCNN it turned out it was like the news network where it was supposed to be 5 minutes of like advertisements for the school like there's a dance coming up there's a school play coming up on mm-hmm. Friday and by the se- uh, my senior year, your junior year, it was a full on 15 to 18 minute <laughs> sketch show that played at the beginning of class to which <laughs> most teachers by the end were like this is almost a half an hour
0: of class. And, uh, I can't believe they allowed us to get away with that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was It was not even about the announcements. We just did a sketch show. No, basically. It was a sketch, and then, like, even scrolling it, the announcements. Yeah. Underneath. And then, and I also forget about the fact that that was on Fridays. You and I read the morning announcements every day in addition to that.
1: Oh, yeah. Whoa. Senior year?
0: My, I, I think I did it multiple years. I, think Maybe I did it just, junior year a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And then senior year.
1: That's right. So we would get to school early. Dial a thing, and then over the <laughs> Talk, whole-
0: Talking to a phone.
1: Oh, I totally fucking forgot that.
0: You forgot that? Yes. You do voiceover work, and you forgot that your your start was doing the morning announcements oh over my the God. intercom? So
1: that's right. We'd sit there, and there would only be one other, like, the secretary at the school. Yes. There's only one line of defense <laughs> between us and the phone and being like, suck a dick, motherfuckers. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, which somebody, I did give the code out senior year to Barrett and Luke Holtz so that they could get on and say something- <laughs> I don't know what they said, but it was something about schools out for summer. A little more Uh, edgy than that. But They were like, you got to give us the code. And I was like, "Ah, uh," you know, Um, but that was fun. That's right. So we would just basically trade off and be like, there's a blah, blah, blah. And remember, I would always have music. Yes. I always made these mixtapes. I remember that. Yeah. And I would hold up my little My First Sony into the phone because I was like, I want to start the day with like some song and then turn it down and then go. Morning, Scots, right or whatever. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Welcome to another sunny Seattle day. Like when I worked at Albertsons, the grocery store, I did the announcements for like, <laughs> we've got a special on root beer floats. It's hot as balls uh... out there. What's that? Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> it's hot as. Fu- I didn't say the CK. Let me finish. It's hot as. Fu- so get yourself some creamy. I can't. That's too sexual. Okay. Get yourself some jizzy. Oh, okay. That's even worse. You're making me nervous. You know. And I would do that for Albertsons, <laughs> uh, to try to get people to buy those in store. And then you worked there for a little bit, right?
0: Uh, I was at Papa Murphy's
1: next door. Why did I think you bagged groceries for a minute, too? I don't know. A lot of people came in for like two-month stints. Yeah. Kirk Huffman, Jonathan Stevens. (laughs) That's right, you were well, Papa Murphy. So again, the, everyone worked in the, the Lake, LP Town Center. Yes,
0: I was going to say, the Lake Forest Park Town Center, everyone, you had one friend that worked at literally every single store yeah. there.
1: Steve Aguilar, great at Harvest Bread. Yep. Uh, Baskin Robbins, who
0: was there? Anna Buxton. Yep, Jeremiah Fulford Foster at Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video. Um, uh, Aaron Ayers and Laura Turner at Treetop Toys. <sighs> Treetop Toys, man. That's where you got all your birthday
1: presents. That's right. Diamond in the Mall, just one guy, Ron. Just Ron. Still there, saw him a couple months ago. He's now all Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering. Yeah. He's like baseball and sports trade. He's like sports trading cards are a thing of the past. It's all Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic, baby. Have you, what? He's like he's like you know what I'll do to- <laughs> you know what I'll do to a man for a Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of that like baseball cards are back? I loosely heard that, and I'm fired up about that. I, I am am. I got cards and balls, and uh, dude, I got stuff that I at this point you go do you hold on to it or do you sell it and try to get a house? Because I, I don't, don't really think the, need a Randy Johnson, a Rod Ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you get a house for hold on to it. Yeah, you can't you can't just sell those and get a house. Yeah,
0: I don't think the ninety <laughs> nineteen ninety Donruss uh, complete set. Is well, you gonna, don't know. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that uh, that mall too was just such a uh, staple of our childhood, and that's I feel fortunate that we've had that and seen all the iterations that that's gone through. Um, wow, that's crazy yeah. that you did pizza and then now you're just on. I mean. Is, do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about those early jobs and think about what you've ev- – like, every, th- every step in between to now be in a position that you're in for the state of Washington?
0: Uh, For sure. Uh, That – yeah, first job. You Did always your think problem about the first
1: of these job. days set you up for this?
0: Uh, No. The next job
1: yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even give an ounce of –
0: of uh, validity to that. No, uh, no, no it didn't. No. And I'm insulted you asked that. Yeah. But, uh, well, I was going to say the the next job, I worked the front desk at City Hall for for the City of Lake Forest Park. Okay. So that actually okay. completely did set You never had so. to dress up like a piece of pizza like Chris DeLeon
1: did, right? No. Okay. He got fired because I think he said, and I quote, fuck this, Rob dressed as a <laughs> pizza and took Chris it off.
0: Chris DeLeon, I think, helped get me the job at Pop Murphy's and then also got me a different job as a food server at a retirement home. Amazing.
1: Wow. So you, yeah. you've had a lot of jobs before. This type of work.
0: No, those are literally okay. the two jobs. and that, <laughs> Everything else has been politics. <laughs> but, but, That's amazing. Uh, um, yeah. What do
1: you love about being a dad right now?
0: Uh, it. It's a very early look to be uh, getting your thoughts. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Everything that people say that like they were telling me about, oh, here's what the, being a dad is like, has turned out to be correct. Like you just the like kind of love you have for this person is just Indescribable. indescribable. You are more tired than you ever be in your entire life. You look good. You look rested. Well, thank you. Yeah. What you, you, you look what's good. What's your secret? What uh, are you using on your skin? Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't showered in days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: right answer. <laughs> yeah. Did your folks give you any sort of, um, you know, heads up about it? Two of the greatest people, by the way, Kathy and Tony, you've got, your parents are like, for most people, I would say second parents because um. they feel that just, um and especially for me growing up, it's like the amount of times. And just real quick, side tangent. Again, being a chubby kid, the amount of friends' houses I would go to, and they would make comments like I was saying, you don't know your fat kid until uh-huh. you get a dad that was just like, "Hey, when you're done with those pop tarts, you got time for a titty fuck." <laughs> like there was like, that was no parents. <laughs> that was your dad, yeah. No, um, your parents were always so like they'd see me like rummage through the cabinets, or I'd spend the night and you know you know, get your mom's credit card and try to order a late night pizza. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I truly wish I did that. That's a true problem. But come up to the kitchen late night and be like, what do we got? What's going on in the R.E.M.A fridge
0: uh, these yeah, days? Yeah,
1: And then just kind of be like, I think if your mom came out and saw that, she'd be like, do you want to put cheese on it? Or do you want to, you
0: know, like... Oh, my mom would absolutely be like, yeah. Do you want me to support. make you something? She wasn't yeah, just yeah. like...
1: She wouldn't come behind and just, like, you know, hear me like slowly press the microwave and just like <laughs> grab my finger and go, what are you doing with that bread? <laughs> uh, hey, Kathy was just. Seen if you guys wanted any grilled cheeses at two in the morning. <laughs> uh, Would you put your fucking fingers. Down? <laughs> so you know what I'm saying they just have, they were on board and supportive, supportive, and fully and supportive. Not every parent was like that. So again, big fans. I am too. What were they like during the pre-father process?
0: Uh, super. I mean, incredibly excited. This is their first grandkid. So Huge. yeah, yeah. And I think, and even since we've had Jack, I mean, they're just they're. They're loving it. Yeah. They're loving being grandparents and experiencing that. So uh So no
1: sleep, but you're fired up. All the love. All I mean, the love.
0: Is there is it making you view your day to day differently? Like I say I'm really lucky. Uh my job gives me three months uh paid leave. And so I am I'm on yeah, you know, two months. That's huge. Uh, yeah. I got another month. Is
1: Seattle the only place that does that?
0: Uh I think more and more I mean, they're doing paternity leave, but the state actually Washington State I think is one of the few states. That and use. Jerry too, obviously. Jerry's get got time off as well.
1: I've never heard of that. That's also, I mean, shouldn't it be like that? Shouldn't you want the parents to be around the kid for at least Hundred. the first
0: I can't imagine having, if you were still working, if, if, I, was, if I was right working, back yeah. to it. Yeah.
1: would probably be driving you crazy. I think it'd be, it'd be, be really, really tough. I mean, it'd be really
0: tough. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. I feel, So I totally feel blessed to have that ability to be here and just watch him develop. Cool. So um, yeah, it's it's really great. Uh, you know, maybe do you, do you want, I don't know. I think I do, but I'm yeah. I, the uncle game. I'm I'm pretty
1: content with, we talk about it. Go, we go back and forth. I don't know. You know, I, uh, I know I would love it and I see too many examples from friends just getting going with it or yep. have been doing it and have are able Joey McIntyre, for example, to be a fucking pop star and have three kids and do both is you can do it. Comedians, I know that, you know, but um, I don't know. It's just gotta be, I, I don't know if there's a right time. I don't think it's right now, mm-hmm. but um, I also don't want to be, you know, I had a friend, I think his name was Noah Hostetler and his dad, I think was 80 when we were 11. And um, and that was a lot. Yeah, he was like at the games and like, eh, you know where the field is? <laughs> and we were like, are you with somebody? And he's like, are you? Well, there's plenty of fields here, but Uh, who are you with? uh, That's an over exaggeration. But (laughs) he was, I remember just, I was like, whose grandpa are you? And he was like, I don't know his father. And I was like, dear God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want,
1: I don't want, that's too, I don't want my kid's first words to be, somebody call (laughs) 911. So I think sooner than later for sure. Yeah. Um, Tone, uh, this has been great. This has been great. Yeah. I know you're. Uh, you told me you recently gotten a more podcast, but you've always been an ALN listener. I have been, and um, so I, to have you on as a uh, all time uh, uh, friend, it's an and, honor, uh, and someone who listens. I think hopefully this is the greatest day of your life. I've been I've been waiting for this uh, invite. If this you did t-
0: give me 15 minutes notice that I was going to be your guest <laughs> today, so uh, classic you know. me fashion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but that's the best. That's how no, you get the no, best no. shit. If you're too prepared, you would have overthought it. Oh, 100%. No, no, Because even I could hear it in your voice. You were like, uh, <laughs> what are we going to talk? Like, what is, I, am, are you going to ask me something that I might not should be able to answer? Like, you know, but yeah, you, yeah. you crushed it. I and appreciate if, it. uh And and someday Jack will listen to this and, um, and you know. He'll be really honored. And he'll be like, who is that guy? Is that the guy? Is that the <laughs> Uncle guy Adam. Who, is that the guy who barely fit into his jersey yeah. in the celebrity all-star game? <laughs> By the way, Bob uh, Stelton, as soon as I posted a clip of that, he was just like, Jersey's looking a little tight. And I
0: was like, it's been a rough month. And you, but also <laughs> nine points, right? Nine points.
1: Real quick, I want to hear from your perspective on that, because that was the greatest weekend of my life. And to have you and Colin and my girl there uh, was incredible. What was it like from a fan perspective?
0: It was un—I mean, it was unreal. Uh, uh, to, uh, to the celebrity game itself, just Thing, here's one of my best friends, and is in this celebrity game. I can't believe that has happened. It's yes. so cool to brag yes. about you, Did you, know, you? The other people. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what the main thing I remember. Uh, you got to remind me of the name of the wide receiver the, or the Steve NFL Smith, Steve Smith. So I remember you had scored like six points in a row. I'm, in a row. I'm sitting. Checked in, by the way, when I checked in, yep. I don't know what you're
1: thinking. I'll tell yep. you what I'm thinking. MVP. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta at least get a bucket.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting courtside. You uh, on the baseline. Mm-hmm. You're coming down. You score, and Steve Smith was you know matched up on you. And I yelled out, "You gotta guard him, Steve." <laughs> and from that moment on, he I think took the ball and like he dominated you. Oh, yeah. and, and I don't know if you you oh, might he not have. Oh, my pinky. That's right. He. <laughs> <laughs> so and, thank you, I guess. And but... and I still remember when I yelled at him, he looked back at me. And I think I think you have me to blame for you're just looking at a Biggie. I think I snapped something in That's him. Amazing. But
1: also very cool to be like, wow, I'm this close to where <laughs> I can have this type of yeah. interaction. Yeah.
0: So that was incredible. Uh, and then you just were so gracious to to me to do that and invite, and we had front row seats for the slam dunk contest and the game and the game we were know, right I behind thought, the bench. I was
1: just like, well, again, when I asked for for tickets, I was like, is there any way we can? You know, and, and I even said like, if they can come to the game, and then maybe one event. Yeah. And they were just like, all of it, and it yeah. was, and our seats were amazing. And then Colin Sullivan and Anthony wear Sonics attire for the dunk contest. <laughs> and during the dunk contest, there was a guy on OKC uh-huh. who who was in the dunk contest. His name slipped in my uh, mind.
0: Diallo or something like that. And yeah. he,
1: we were positioned right behind the bench. Yeah. So there's a shot that went viral on Twitter. Of Colin and Anthony, I think, doing thumbs down in yep. Sonic's jersey behind the OKC guy. And it got blown over on Twitter. And it was amazing.
0: That's the most famous I'll ever be, was that... Well, uh, not with
1: that attitude. <laughs> You're right. Set goals. Yeah. Set goals. That was... Do you remember... What was that like? Did you have friends hitting you up and stuff? Like, oh, all
0: these people texting saying, Wait, what are you What are you doing? Are you doing? Why, <laughs> are you, why are you across the country? Uh, and yeah, and people... I, I got a text from somebody who said like, oh... Uh, Sonics fans uh, behind the bench at the uh, Slam Dunk Contest yeah. like yeah that's me and they did not know it was me they were just like commenting seemed to you to be yeah, like hey Seattle
1: yeah, buddy yeah yeah exactly a, yeah, yeah. that's amazing <laughs> and then we met Jamie Foxx for a minute uh, he came by to say what up yes, Guy we Fieri did. took shots with him uh, and then didn't we go down around the floor and take some pics
0: we got some pics with uh, I just remember Brad getting a photo with Shaq with, yeah with Shaq but yeah. uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Outrageous. Yeah, it, was, it was
1: really extra special to have you guys there. And that's dude, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Like truly getting uh, any piece of extra bonus fun uh, from being in this world and then getting to, you know, like that that was if I had just gone by myself and you know, yeah, fine fun, but like dude, way cooler to to be like to have the holy shit with you guys and look yeah. at each other and be just as much of a fan. And not have to just like, you know, go through it as if it was like every day. Like, what's up, Dr. Oz? Yeah, I'll see you on the court. <laughs> I'm a D up. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, Mike Coulter. Yeah. No. Hassan. Yeah. No, that's a, it's cool. Yeah. Hey, Quavo. No, that's what's up. Yeah. Quavo just fucking, by the way, just no fist pump. Didn't even look me in the eyes. I do have a great picture of Brad holding uh, in the uh, locker room uh, Quavo when he came in with all this bling. And Brad was like, I'll hold that for you. And there's a picture <laughs> of him holding a, Probably $2 million necklace around
0: Brad's uh, neck. Is- uh, I also remember uh, Bad Bunny, who's now like the yeah. biggest music artist in the world. Oh, yeah. But I don't think he was much of a name. He was pretty big Was at that big? I yeah. just didn't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was the celebrity. Everyone on there had to have at least, you know. Yeah. I remember, by the way, their intro for me was so awful it was like he's he's uh he's a comedian who hopes his play or his, he who's known for his videos going viral he hopes his play of his a video of his play doesn't go viral for him being awful it was just some like i remember just like doing a fucking weird robot yeah but i wanted to kind of look up and just be like yeah
0: because <laughs> you know, it was such a bad intro uh yeah um amazing. yeah no, i the be invited to do that it was incredible i i've Struggle awesome to think. I struggle know. to think of how to how to reciprocate it. I don't think I will be invited to a uh, a celebrity NBA game. Uh, if I am, you will be yeah. my. Well, we'll probably play in it together. I well, guess. But yeah, yeah. Be, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the dream. Back here in Seattle. Yes, when we get a team back. Yes. Yeah, man. Those those types of things are once in a lifetime. I loved having you there. I loved having you here. This was great.
0: How'd it feel? It was fun. First podcast. Yeah. First podcast. Wow. You're great. I might start one. No, I'm not going to sell. Him. Yikes! <laughs> you
1: give the guy a couple words. <laughs> he wants a whole hour of chat uh, for himself. You could do it, you, but this is again. I wouldn't have anyone on to uh, to go down memory lane and and get into all these uh, nuts and bolts if I didn't think you could, um, you know, bring uh, bring something to the table. I appreciate know? it. So, um, I usually plug people's Instagram. What are you at? I think I'm Anthony Waryama. Great. Keep it simple. Um, I'd say plug your <laughs> tour dates, but I don't uh, think I've had public speaking dates are in your future.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't you gotta have figure any, that out. Yeah, I don't
1: no. know. I mean, you get asked to again, go along. Like I know with the Mariners, you went there to help really get all the COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Like you're definitely getting people are like, Hey, come. Speak for us and be
0: a representative for things that matter because you matter. I do. I have done more public speaking in these roles, just you know, because as a staffer, you're supposed to be behind the scenes, but you get invited to yeah. speak on behalf of the elected official you work more. for. People will see this podcast. Yeah, They'll be like, look at that guy. Oh, man, he I is wish so I nervous. <laughs> you wish what? I wish I had a, a tour date. I wish I had some of the plug right now. Well, all right. Well, we can edit it. Uh, Jack's birthday. <laughs> Your son's birthday? Yeah, come out my son's first birthday next year. Yeah. Um, and it's big. You got to go all out for that. Or
1: do you? The uh, first birthday? What? Do you, when people are like, it's the first... I've gotten invited to first birthdays. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I'll send you a gift. And just like I did for Colin, uh-huh. it won't fit the kid until he's four. <laughs> I sent our you friend... You need to do that. I sent Colin Spider-Man shoes, I think, mm-hmm. for his son uh, uh, Chance when he... Uh, I think they. Colin was like, these are amazing... They say they're for a five year old. And then Colin sent me a picture of him when he was five wearing the boots. And I was like, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, would you do a first birthday? I think I think you you gotta. Yeah. It, it, it's more for you. It, right? Every chance to celebrate in these times, you gotta take what, it.
0: What what is he gonna remember?
1: Don't I mean, if he's lucky, hopefully not the first no, eighteen years. The cake
0: is gonna be the cake I want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Sorry, I I realized what you just said. Tony, I love you. Love you, too. This was great.
1: Um, Be back next next week. week. (laughs) No, you know what? Take it. Say, Say goodnight, everybody.
0: Goodnight, everybody.